episode of Weeb Weekly, an anime podcast bringing you all the news you need to know from the weeby world and perhaps slightly beyond. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Reese, and I'm joined as always by the man with a million figurines, Steve, the Save Point cosplayer. One week left until anime New York City. I hope, this, I, hope I get to see everyone there. Oh, snap. If you're in New York City, you're attending, come say hi. What are you doing? What are you cosplaying? Is this where Spike Spiegel's coming out to play? So, maybe. Maybe. The reason why I'm not happy with his wig right now. I'm not. And And that's on on you, right? It it is on me. It is on me. And I am too self-conscious to, you know, wear something if I'm not confident in it. Just like Shigeru uh, Miyamoto, a a bad game... Really was it released early is always gonna be bad or something, but a delayed game can, can sometimes be good. Something like that. I forgot his quote. The man's a genius. Who cares? He makes more money than me. I don't care. But essentially, I can wait. And if I'm not confident in it, there's always Katsukan next year to make it perfect. There's no rush. I don't have any photographers I've booked for this. So mm. um mm. hopefully. But I have backup cosplays, you know me. I have so many other ones. Of course. So I'm, I'm not course. like, oh my god, what am I gonna wear? It's just like, I just, I just want to be good because if you don't feel good, you don't feel confident in your cosplay, then that reflects on your attitude throughout the entire convention. That's fair. That's fair. Gotta look good to feel good. Yes. As they say. Yes. As they say. Well, I'm still in dress, Rosa. One piece still time. In dress, Rosa. One piece time. It's one piece time. It's one piece check-in. Sound the alarms. It's one piece check-in yep. time. Still in dress rosa, okay. but I have been moving. I'm about, I'd say I'm about a third of the way through it, I would say. Damn, it's good. Dress rosa, Damn, dress rosa. So what chapter yeah. are you on? I always yeah. ask. That's my... I'm in the I'm in the 730s. Dress rosa goes until chapter 801. That's a lot. That's a lot. It's a lot. It's the longest. I believe it is. I believe it was the longest arc. I think Wano, which is the current arc, has overtaken it in terms of length, and Wano's not even done yet. So that's definitely going to be the longest arc. But I think Dress Rosa, Dress Rosa is straight up 100, like 101 chapters. So by far the longest arc to date in my One Piece journey. I wanted to ask you, are we getting any new main characters going to be introduced yet? Or is, is the stage set? No, the stages. I mean, there are some. You know, you do get a few every every. There, there are some that are becoming more important as we go on. I mean, this is really this and Punk Hazard are really the arcs where Trafalgar Law becomes important. He'd been introduced before, mm-hmm. but these are this is the arc where we're really like getting him, learning about him, going to learn his backstory and all that. You know, no. In terms of in terms of Straw Hats joining the crew, no. I know that the next, the only next person to join the crew is Jimbei, who is a character. He's been introduced. He's he's around for a while, and I know that he joins during Wano, but he's like the next one up. So no. In terms of like crew members, no. But in terms of just like ancillary characters that we're learning more about, that we're getting. I mean, again, this is kind of the first arc that we're. We're getting the return of Sabo, 
who is an important character who has only been seen in flashbacks up till this point, but now he's becoming more of an important piece of the puzzle. So, you know, and we're getting the introduction of the, the four king, the four emperors as well. So we're getting big mom making her entrance <laughs> and that's where she's one of the four emperors of which Shanks is also a four emperor. And then I know that, so I know that we hit her because that's whole cake Island is when they fight her and then Wano, they're fighting Kaido and all the, it's interesting, you know, the begin, the first half of one piece was very much like this Island's an arc. Then we go to this Island. Then we go to this Island. Then we go to this Island and it was all kind of separate. Like Water Seven was very much its own story. Skypea very much its own story. Alabasta very much its own story. You know, giving plot threads that are building on itself. But this is like the second half is like all happening at once because all of this he's laying the groundwork right now for the plan that's going to come to fruition in Wano, where they're trying to take down Kaido. So that's what it's all about right now. So it's all just kind of this one big giant story at this point, which is cool. Stay tuned. For more about Mama later in the episode, Joe. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, Big Mama? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. At the very end. Every time. Oh. Uh, every oh, time. Okay. Every okay. time. <laughs> okay. uh, what I was going to say, but how's Brock doing? I just want to check up on Brock. He had a really tough life. Brooke. 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 I'm sorry, Brooke. Brooke. How's Brooke doing? I love Brooke. Brooke's doing great. Where is Brooke? Oh, Brooke is, well, he's a part of the brigade. So. He, he kind of left with Sanji, Nami. Sanji, Nami, and Brooke were on the Thousand Sunny. And this whole arc is like the operation against Don Quixote do Flamingo. Mm-hmm. And on the Going Sunny, they had Caesar Clown, who is like this mad scientist that had been working for do Flamingo. And they also have Momonosuke, who is this young boy from Wano, who is important for some reason that we have not learned yet. But basically... Luffy was a send or actually no Nami to a, to a degree was like we hold two of the cards that Doflamingo wants why should we come back to dress Rosa let's get out of yeah. here so they booked it out of there but they did get intercepted by Big Mom's one of Big Mom's warships so that's the last we've seen of them is that they're about to they're about to maybe fight some of Brook some of Big Mom's sailors oh, all right I, you know, it, the, you the story is, you know, it, uh, before we move on, One Piece, always excellent. Everything I've heard is a setting the pieces. You've mentioned so many times, yeah, this character's introduced. Don't know why he's going to be important later. And you'll find out, oh, this guy was so fucking important the entire time. And I can't believe I was so naive not it's to realize true. it. It's Oda, true. Oda is so good at laying the groundwork. Mm-hmm. Introduce this stupid whale. Not stupid. Laboon's great. But <laughs> introduce this whale. Yeah, right when they in like chapter one hundred and one that you're like, oh, that's like that was kind of a fun little side story, a little touching little story about this whale waiting for this crew to come back. Five hundred chapters later, it's the it Brooks the one he's waiting for. Like what the fuck? What the <laughs> fuck, Oda? Come on, are you gonna break my heart like I that? I love it. I love it. Uh, for myself. I was gonna say I didn't watch a lot of anime. I mean, other than eighty six, which continues to be great. Um, but. I finally sat down and watched the Violet Evergarden movie. This you and Hide- you and Hideo Kojima. I know. I was about to say Hideo Kojima. <laughs> something we we talked about this before. Has been tweeting a lot. He just tweets. He's been tweeting so many personal things. Like before, he's just so cryptic, and now he's just like, yeah, I'll talk about the Violet Evergarden movie. Whatever. He's been tweeting a lot about Violet Evergarden. I know. <laughs> so I somehow managed to avoid all spoilers for this show. This movie, the movie, because I knew when it came out, like, 
it's it wasn't a surprise even from trailers that yes it is going to wrap up the story and explain once and for all what the hell happened to major gilbert and that entire mystery is he dead is he alive what's happening here i have to say movie very good did actually subvert my expectations of that central question uh given that i don't know i'm not sure if anyone's had an opportunity to watch the movie so i'll just paint it in in broad strokes because that is like the central thing i don't want to ruin it for anyone but um again obviously the animation is always beautiful um i love connecting with these characters it is actually is a long movie it's two and a half hours long wow yeah so we spend a good deal in Leidenfeld, the the, uh, the main city where they're at, and it does set up a lot of returning characters, um, just like you know minor things. And what's also interesting too is not a spoiler that takes place in the beginning is that the the movie starts off in the almost present day, and it's more like a reminiscing of a girl finds like her great grandmother's letters or something. It's like wow, who wrote these? And just tries to figure out. Who was, you know, we, we the audience, know it's Violet Evergarden, but she's like, trying to figure it out. So it was interesting to seeing, like, how contemporary she's kind of seen and how people kind of talk about who Violet Evergarden was in as a historical figure. So I thought that was a nice, interesting touch of how the, uh, the movie actually is set up and structured. Um, but yeah it is the you know you do get the you do get a satisfying conclusion of what actually is happening with uh this the the last mystery of this show um we visit we get more of the backstory of the actual company which they work at the the ch post office and also we get more benedict love him that character that's the uh, their their male their male mailman or something the young guy um who's always who never really got his own episode the reason why i mention this is because he never got his own episode in the show we, we always had like iris her own episode we had um uh catalina or something um throughout the entire stuff but we never learned about him so i like that we got more benedict um and yeah i just was i crying at the end damn straight i was I oh yeah I, I, okay I, okay you know, i mean you know that when she has to like emotional shit oh, yeah especially some of those episodes that in the original series very few i know i've told this story before but watching on a bus on on my phone uh probably going to a convention and i'm sitting next to someone and i am just like about to really cry and I'm just like telling the person next to me, like I'm, I'm fine. Like this is just really emotional right now. I'm just sitting, I'm just watching it on my phone. I'm like, I'm, she had to write 50 letters. You don't understand. Like whatever, whatever weirdo, you just watch some type of cartoon from Nickelodeon or something. I don't know. I'm like you don't understand at all. But uh, definitely recommend it. And you know what? We don't. I'm gonna say it right now. We don't need more Violet Evergarden. I love it. Ended perfectly don't need anything else you this felt like a definitive yes. oh yeah conclude okay. oh yeah okay. definitive definitive okay. ending it has well, nowhere to go i mean other than okay. what violet living her life and dying just more yeah just more <laughs> episodes of her meeting and writing letters i mean people. the only the only slight spoiler i'll say slight spoiler she quits her job at the end so it's like, damn dude so it's like so that definitive ending you know Sure. I live yeah, yeah. 
Take that as you it's will. On Nef- it's on Netflix. It is on Netflix. Netflix. All right, I'll have to. I'll have to watch it. I'll have to watch. It's it. a good two, good two and a half hours. Good two and a half hours. Okay. Uh, and then Joe, I want to talk about video games really quick. Where I am at. Mm. Mm, sure, I'm going to tie it back. You'll understand. Because you're like Steven. Why do you want to talk about Call of Duty? That's not anime. I resent oh, the... I thought you were going to talk about 13 Sentinels. I resent the time I played Call of Duty that I should have been playing 13 Sentinels. Wow. So there you go. I want I want to tie it back. I'm always going to tie it back. Jo- not, not a great game. This is definitely wow. a definitive of a 7. Because obviously wow. they put so much money into these games. So it's not. I'm not going to give it a failing grade because it's not like it's, you know, terrible. But completely skippable completely skippable and i wish i never played it and used my time to get more than 13 sentinels yeah i mean i haven't heard anything about it yeah uh, call call of duty i have not heard yeah i have not heard anyone talking about it so does not bode does not bode well but yeah okay so so you should have gone back have you gone back were you there did you make it back to 13 sentinels i am about 30 percent into everyone's story right now Nice, nice. I have nice. completed the first entire arc. No, first city of fighting, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm starting now to get... Uh, I've started getting to the, quote, end of people's story. What I mean by that is you now go and replay, because it's time travel, to a crucial point, And then make a different decision and learn something else, which unlocks more, etc., so I've I've gone through like everyone's like first end depending on whatever you want to choose, and um, yeah. So are you are you keeping it very? Are you going about it very? Because you can choose whichever character you want, of course, and follow their storyline. Are you like keeping sort of everyone at the same percentage yes. as you? Go? Yes, I, like, am. Ah, okay. I am. Okay. I am. Okay. I did not. I did not play like maybe, that. I did maybe it's like just that. me just trying to be as organized as possible. But I I've always been like. Lifting everyone up, okay. Is everyone out of the teens? Okay. Is everyone out of the twenties? Okay, and just keep rising up like that. Sure. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. I did not go about it that way. I just got sucked into certain people's stories, and I was like, I'm gonna play this as much as I as much as I can. So I certainly had some people finished well before I had other people finished in terms of their story. I. But I mean, that's the beauty of the game. You can play it however you want. Yeah, and there's blockers too. Like, no, you need to actually yeah. play this other c- character story because you just can't keep going forward, or it'll make no sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Damn. Are you, pl- are you playing anything else? Still, just Lost Judgment. Still, Lost Judgment. Chapter seven of, I believe, thirteen. So I'm about, you know, I'm in the, I'm in the thick of it. I'm, I'm about halfway through, I would say. But damn, if I just don't stop doing it damn if i just stop doing the story all the time to do these school stories it's so good school stories are great so i've just been i've been very slow rolling on the main story because the side content as with all yakuza games is just so damn good. how how so many good. panty thieves have you stopped just one okay but it was it was fun he was trying to emulate Professor Panty from the first judgment. He was like a fan of that character that we caught in the first judgment game, <laughs> Professor Panty, and he was trying to emulate him as a fan. So we caught him and put a stop to him. Okay. He was not as good he was not as good as Professor Panty. No, who could top Professor Panty? Well, should we kick it into the weeb week that this was? This story is made for you, Joe. What's the first one this we got? This is a good one. I was, I was very excited to see this. Bungo Stray Dogs is getting a new anime season. This comes from Anime News Network 
Egon Liu. Yes! At an event for the Bongo Stray Dogs franchise, it, annou- it was announced on Sunday that production on a new anime season has been greenlit. The returning main staff includes director Takuya Igarashi, series script supervisor and writer Yoji Enokido, and character designer and chief animation director Nobuhiro Arai, all from the animation studio Bones. And all of the main cast members are coming back. I would just call out, because I don't think I was aware of this, that Mamoru Miyano plays Osamu Dazai, Whoa, and he will be returning. Great. I know, I love him, love that, love him, love him. I, I didn't know that was him. Makes sense. Feels like a very him sort of role. Um, <coughs> pardon me. Crunchyroll reported also on Sunday that it will stream the new season as it airs in Japan. Yeah, very excited about this. I love Bungo Stray Dogs. I think the the show has only gotten better as time has gone on. And I'm, I'm hyped. I love this show. I love these characters. I'm, I'm excited to be back in that world. This is the third season, right? Fourth. Fourth, Fourth season. season. Wow, that is rare. That is rare in anime yeah. to get this far. There's been, there's been three. There's been three already. That is rare. I, um, no, all jokes aside... Haven't really gotten to this series, but I would seriously do want to watch it. It's cool. It's cool. I don't know if it's your style. It is. I would say it's very comic booky. It's very comic booky, where it's like everyone's got their powers, and the powers one are kind of fun because also they're all they're all named after every character is named after a famous writer. A lot of the Japanese characters are named after Japanese writers, of course, but then you bring in this American syndicate and they're all named after Western writers like F. Scott Fitzgerald and uh, Moby, who wrote Moby Dick, Herman Melville and people like that. Mm. And all of their powers are like reminiscent of a famous book by that person. So it's, it's cool. It's cool from that literary regard as well. But, um, yeah, it is. It is a it is a fun show that is that is pretty. Like I said, it's comic booky, and that it's like these very. It's pretty short. It's pretty. It's pretty quick. It moves very fast. The arcs are very tight and contained. But damn, are the fights so good? I mean, I I brought up many episodes back. I believe the fight in the second season during the Oda Sensei prequel arc. Oh, that gunfight! I was gonna so say that's the gunfight. Yeah, because I've seen that's that. The that, that, episode, that episode, that that fight is insanely good. That, but there's 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 a lot of other good fights as well. The the end season two is really where it picks up. Season one's pretty good. Season one, I was like, okay, this is fun. Season two, then I was like, oh my god, I'm so in. And then season three just ratcheted up even further. So, like I said, it's only gotten better as it's gone on. So I'm excited to see see where it goes. Give me more. Dostoevsky, he's so cool. Oh, Crunchyroll immediately reported as soon as this was announced, like, yep, we got it. We locked it in. We're going to be airing it uh, as it's released in Japan. You should cosplay Dostoevsky. Dostoevsky? Yeah, Dostoevsky. I- look up das look up how, how do i spell that how do i spell that it's russian come on haven't you read crime and punishment come on Steve. Come I, I only skimmed through on. it uh bungo stray dogs yeah just type in then dost d-o-s-t yeah, there we go probably probably autofill for you like come on look at this dude with his with his beautiful russian garb oh on. my god am i really gonna wear that fucking cape yeah, you got to. You got to. Okay. Also, this is the rare, he's got, he's rare got a cute exception. Hat. <laughs> he does. Like, it's a very extravagant little outfit. Good wig, too. Probably cool wig. Mm-hmm. Dazai would be fun to cosplay as well. Get the bandages all over your arms and stuff. Also, speaking of, of that, though, the rare the rare show that I think you, you've sort of mentioned before, there is a movie that I consider canon. I don't know if it is considered canon. I believe it's considered canon, and it's only on Crunchyroll. 
So you got to watch that movie. It can, you watch it that does movie. it connect season three to four? Season no, season two to three. Season two to okay. three. Okay. I would say that it it is the best introduction of Dostoevsky, who is kind of the main antagonist of season three. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, and then you definitely have to watch it. Yeah. Yo, we, yeah. We learned anything from Disney. Got to have a good villain background to make people like them. Ah, uh, there and. Trust me, Bungo Stray Dogs is not lacking in the good villain department. There are some great, great villains. The head of the Port Mafia, the sort of like main antagonistic group, I would say is probably maybe my favorite character of the whole show. He's so good. American? So good. The Port? No, 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 no. The, they're, they're Japanese. Oh, okay, Japanese. okay. <laughs> I was just thinking like to set up a shipping port or something like that. Uh, I mean, right now, I am, you know, to be honest... I've been I wa I didn't really bring this to like our show because I, I I've sampled a lot of anime but there wasn't really anything fun to like talk about it I'm not gonna bore you like eh this was okay but this was like even not even as standard for me um I'm pretty light in anime should I start Bogo Stray Dogs sure give it a shot give it a shot because right now I only they're have, they're all no go for I it. only have eighty six um. Oh, my senpai is annoying. These are the ones that I filtered out that I've actually am continuing and watching. Like, yeah, I actually want to watch this. Uh, obviously, um, Akutop and the White Sand. Like, this went right into season two. Um, and uh, Sherlock Holmes. Oh, Moriarty the Patriot, not Sherlock Holmes. This is about Moriarty. Mm. Uh, I've been watching that one. That is an older show. Well, when I say older, I mean a, like it came out like two or three years ago. So it's second season's already completed. I'm still in the first season. But that's it, really. Uh, I haven't, I, you know, I had planned for some other episodes or some other shows, but they didn't pan out well. I saw the first episode and I'm like, I don't got time for this. This is average. That's fair. That's how you got to do it. That's how you got to mm-hmm. do it. Give it a shot. Yeah, yeah. Each it's pretty short. Each season's only twelve episodes long, so it's very short, easy to get through. Okay. Okay. Joe. I know this one's. Bungo for you. Stray Dogs is nice, but it's got nothing. Absolutely nothing on Tony Kawa over the moon for you. Um, also announced over the weekend that this is getting a second season and the sequel will feature the returning cast. If you're not familiar with this anime, this is Kenji Hiro's Ahata's um, Fly, uh, Fly Me to the Moon manga. It takes place modern day about two young, very young people. I guess that is the point of the show, who have a strange happenstance where one of them saves the other one from a potential car accident, um, you know, sees the beautiful girl and says, like, hey, I don't, what's your name? I don't want to lose you. You helped me out so much. And she's like, I only tell you if you, like, you know, mar- you know, agree to marry me. He's delusional. He's like, you know, obviously he's, like, bleeding. He needs a hospital. He's like, yes, just tell me. And I got to know tells her name he she shows up like a year later and is like yo i'm keeping that promise we're getting married now (laughs) and it is just them managing married life it is very sweet and i will honestly say out of all of the crunchyroll originals my favorite one the one i would actually oh yeah Yeah, listen i'm god of i got the high school's not getting a second season I'm just saying it's too, it was too powerful. It was too, it was too much. It was too, it couldn't be contained. Uh, I think it's like, it could have been two seasons if they took their time, but they decided it, we got that complaint that like, it was so 
just slammed into one season that it didn't give the story room to breathe for justice. Um, but yeah, love Tony Kyle. I find it very adorable and I am there for season two. Well, I'm sure you will keep us updated on that. I remember you loving this show quite a bit from last year, but now we've got some, uh, <laughs> Attack on Titan news. I guess. I guess you can say that. It's, it's a, it's a weird one. This is I a had weird to put one. it on. I had that. With that oh, of course. With that no, title. no, it's, it's hilarious. I mean, it is hilarious. I I had seen this before you had even put it on there. U.S. Congressman fantasizes about killing AOC Biden in Attack on Titan video. This comes from Ethan Gash at Kotaku. Yes, Representative Paul Gosser, a Republican of Arizona, posted an absolutely, <laughs> this is this is all Ethan Gash's words, but I'd probably back it up, absolutely unhinged video on Twitter yesterday that spliced the Attack on Titan anime together with footage from the U.S. border with Mexico <laughs> and showed characters attacking Democratic lawmakers, including President Biden. Any anime <laughs> fans out there, Gosser tweeted from his congressional account with the video attached. Yes, it does in fact... Take the Attack on Titan season one opening and photoshops a lot of pictures of Democratic congressional <laughs> leaders over and Joe Biden himself onto the Titans. And it photoshops Republican congressional leaders onto the faces of the Survey Corps. And it also does cut away at some moments to have like the Attack on Titan sort of filter, I suppose, over footage, live action footage of the U.S. border with Mexico <laughs> and just vans and trucks of the Border Patrol rolling through. So that is what this video shows. You can go look it up because it is still up, I believe. Gosser wrote that his creative team, the creativity of my team is off the hook. It has now been viewed over three million times. And yes, it was flagged by Twitter, but it is still up. I believe. Steve, did you watch it? Um, no. <laughs> wow. No, okay. I, no, okay. actually, no, I, di I did. No, let me rephrase it. I did watch a little bit of it, but I'm like, I had to stop because <laughs> I'm like, this is, this is, <laughs> this is just crazy. A, for a few things, A, this has to be the first time the word anime has ever been iterated by an official U.S. government account, and I wish it was better in better context. But certainly, we got Paul yeah. Gozer doing this. Second, do I, I'm trying. I, you know, it, it is covered in the article. But even we talked about this before. The the uh, the attack on Titan, the survey call, whatever you want to call them, it is seen as like at, at some points some shades of fascism. So I'm like, you're making your you're you're photoshopping yourself as the dictator type of nation and you're trying to portray them as well, good that's guys. The, that's the thing is that it's, it's very much the season one, even the, the first opening of season one, not even the second opening, the first opening of season one. Do you think that's all Paul Gozer's? What do you think he knows where the story goes? Do you, <laughs> I don't, do you think Paul Gozer can pronounce even Aaron's name correctly? <laughs> Is it Aaron like a like the girl Aaron? Like, no, 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 no. There's a couple. There's a couple things from from here. One is like, yeah, does he know where the story goes? Because it, it's 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 it takes takes some turns there, Paul. It does take some turns there, politically speaking. Uh, that's that's one. That's one major thing. Secondly, like. I, 
Like, come on. If you're gonna like, if you're gonna do this, don't do it from an opening that's what almost ten years old at this point, and be like, any anime fans out there? It's like, yeah, we fucking know the first <laughs> opening of it. Like, you're not. You're not like welcome to the party, Paul. Welcome to the party. Attack on Titan debuted on Netflix back in 2013. All right, buddy. So like, there's that angle to it as well. And then secondly, the Photoshop is terrible. Putting these like two dimensional live action shots of of Paul Goser and other Republican congressional leaders onto the faces of the Survey Corps as they are like flinging around in beautiful studio wit animation it looks terrible this static image on top of this animated video looks terrible <laughs> should, should we take it a step further Do, does he like the idea that that he believes that walls work so he appreciates the survey corps defending a wall to keep out the quote probably yeah i mean probably and he sees the titans as the you know the oppressors does he know that the walls kind of- don't work <laughs> does, he, does he know what's in does he know what's inside the walls does he know that the walls were actually created by the titans they, they were created by the to contain <laughs> to contain to contain the to contain these people so you're again paul you gotta you gotta keep watching we'll we'll wait for we'll wait for paul Goser's uh red swan season three opening <laughs> <laughs> oh my god video. that'd be, that'd can, be can, can you do the historian one where like the ending where he where you just have him like frolicking at the end oh, oh that'd yeah. be so great yeah. that'd be so great paul goes there watch some anime and don't do this again <laughs> i hope he i hope he does i hope he i hope he like really just keeps going with it and we start seeing like paul goser's take on like the chica dance from love is war paul goser's take on like i don't know What's some other like weird thing that would be <laughs> that would be weird to see from a House of Representatives? Maybe the opening to Gin Thomas just Paul Gozer walking straight at the camera while the semi sends play. I'm thinking Paul Gozer, not Gin Thomas. Give me Sorry, sorry. Who sorry. could? I don't want him to. Who would he be cosplaying? Who Who is the older ge- uh, general <sighs> in, at, in season four? I don't know. Oh, Pixis? Could he play? No, because he's not bald. Mm, I don't know what Paul Goser looks like. Let me take a. He looks like the most generic white guy you can think of. And he's got an American flag. Oh my god! Just get out of here, Paul Goser. Hey man, he's not the weeb we wanted. No, but he's the weeb we got. I don't want that. I don't want it. Take it back. (laughs) Take it back. Take me back. Last. Uh... let, Let me go back. Let me start off with the last story. So Netflix. Bringing out the truckloads of money with anime. They are all in it. They had a festival, Netflix Festival Japan 2021. There were a few stories here, and I only cherry-picked some of them that, you know, I think we would be able to talk about. But I think it just goes to show that Netflix definitely sees anime as a new opening cash cow. I don't know. Like They're like, wow, people love Squid Game. This foreign, yeah, foreign. I say foreign quotation marks as in, you know, from the, the American uh, view. Uh, most watched thing. Maybe we should do more anime. Joe, what is the first one we have up here? And I'll go with the other two. Sure. I would say that, you know, Netflix has been putting their money for their mouth. Because, sure, Squid Game took over the world, of course. But have no, have no doubt 
Many a K-drama came to Netflix before Squid Game. You like Squid Game? Check out Extracurricular. Check out Crash Landing on You. Check out some other K-dramas. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Netflix is to debut 12 episodes of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6 Stone Ocean anime on December 1st. Netflix revealed during its Netflix Festival Japan 2021 live stream that it will debut 12 episodes of the anime series of Hirohiko Araki's JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stone Ocean manga. Yes, season six is coming. I believe they also revealed that there's a bunch of dubs coming as well. They put out trailers for a whole slew of dubs of this as well. So I think this is like a very big international push. This seems to be the first one that Netflix is really making like, hey, day and date, you are going to have all these dubs ready to go for this anime. I believe that would be probably the first one to do that. And yes, 12 episodes, not the whole thing, not the whole thing. Doesn't doesn't seem as though the twelve episodes is the entirety of Stone Ocean, but it's just a start. They are releasing. It seems like the people did like do some digging that twelve episodes, like not surprising my Netflix will be released all together. But you're right, that's not like the full uh, show. Besides, you know, usually anime is not like finished when something's airing. Because we typically do get like you know episodes sometimes are delayed. Even eighty six, the next episode. They're like, yeah, it's not coming next next week because it was delayed in production. So they're like, they're always like making them right up to that moment, essentially. So um, yeah, I'm just surprised that like, well, I guess I'm not surprised, but that's the Netflix model is to have them all out. But Netflix, they got Evangelion. I know, yes, uh, eventually like Amazon Prime got the movie, but like Netflix made a big deal about getting the original Evangelion. And now they have JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6, the first, correct me if I'm wrong, female, like, driven lead of it, too. Yes. Yep. And, I mean, we've loved their stuff in the past, obviously, to The Great Pretender, as an example. And Violet Evergarden, also under Netflix, too. But, uh, you know, we've already talked about One Piece. They're doing the live-action movie. Where I'm like, <laughs> can we for Paul? Oh, they announced the casting. Did you see? No, that? I did. Where's did Paul Giamatti? Pull it up. Pull it up. No, it's all <laughs> unknown people. It's all unknown people. Here, I can. We can make a. Okay. We can make a switch. I actually saw this literally like five minutes before we started recording. Oh wow. Okay. They, this they, is. They did. They did announce. This is a breaking story. This three hours ago. Three hours ago from Variety. Luffy, Zoro, Nami, Usopp, and Sanji. And it's very, it's very, very diverse, very international cast. I think they took their cues from, as we talked about a couple of weeks back, the international when Oda had written, like, here's what nation and what part of the world each member of the Straw Hats would come from. So we have Inyaki Godoy as Luffy, Makaniu, Makaniu as Zoro, mm-hmm. Emily Rudd as Nami, Jacob Romero Gibson as Usopp, and Taz Skyler as Sanji. And they look good. They look good, and I like how young they are. They're all very young, and I appreciate that. That's that seems like they're taking the right the right tack. They've released a video of this of, of them all talking, and then they seem very they seem very similar to their characters. I especially liked Inyaki Godoy. He had a he had a great personality. Seems very bubbly. Seems like he'll be good for Luffy. Is he, is he ready and, to be uh, a Jacob, rubber man? <laughs> I hope so. God, God only hopes. And then Jacob Romero Gibson also seemed like he he had a good personality that that fits pretty naturally with Usopp. I'm sure the other three do as well, but those were the two that really jumped out at me as being like, oh, these these ones seem to really match their match their characters well. 
okay wow uh i i mean this in the nicest way but yeah i don't recognize them from any well no not no i i I had looked up emily rudd yeah she was the only one i i looked into she was in those fear street movies Mm. one of the fear street movies that came to netflix earlier this year that were well received they were well received so she's done some things i don't know anything about the other four but that's cool that's cool you don't that's what you want you don't want like if if they were like you know millie bobby brown is playing nami you'd be like all right okay <laughs> all right and i went to emily rudd's instagram she's got pics pics of uh she she's she was posting just like anime pictures all the way back to like 2016 on her instagram page so she's a fan she's a real, she's a real fan. fan not not she had pictures she not had like paul 26... gozer not paul gozer <laughs> No, 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 no. She had like 2020, you know, 2016, a Death Note, a Tokyo Ghoul picture posted. She did have a picture of Nami posted. So it seems like she's, you know, okay. we're getting people that they really care, Steve. It's going to be good. Netflix's first great live action anime adaptation, One Piece. I would have loved to see Stay Emma tuned. Stone. Stay as, tuned. Uh, what was it? Nico, Nico, what had Nico Robin? No, she would be Nami. Nami, that's Nami. right. That's Reddit. right. We had one. We had one. Reddit. Okay. Anyway. That's where it is. That's where that's at. So again, that's exciting. Movies that's moving on that because I'm, I'm excited for that. I can't wait to check that out. Next uh, one we had was Netflix also teasing live action Gundam film with new concept art. What's all we really know that it's for uh, Sunrise and Legendary Pictures, and that uh, will stream worldwide. And yeah, we have just a few producer, the producer from Dune, Kale Boiter. Uh, be attached to this project along with uh, Sunrise's uh, now Hiyoshi Ogata producing, but live action Gundam. Surprised? I mean, has it? Well, we'd heard we we'd heard about this. Have we heard about this? Yes, this is the one that's being directed by Jordan Vote Roberts, who did Kong School yes, Island. Yes, yes, you're and right. And has been has been talking up how much he wants to do a Metal Gear Solid movie for the last few years. So I guess this proves so, it's not vaporware. No, so this is this has been in the works for a little while. So it's cool to get cool to get some new new pictures of it, some new concept art. And he seems like the guy to do it. Yeah, I think Jordan Vote Roberts will 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 be able to pull a good good idea out of this so just don't make it too complicated for you know baby's first uh gundam i want <laughs> this better be a sequel you have to have watched all of mobile suit to, to the original it. mobile suit gundam yeah wow yeah okay you gotta be alive during uh paul gozer's time to watch that one i'm never gonna let it down <laughs> he's probably a big fan uh the last one i had here which I think you'd be interested in, Joe, because I know you're a little bit more on the horror uh, side, is Exception, a horror anime series in 2022 that uh, will be streaming worldwide. The series is based off a new story by novelist and film director uh, Hirotaka Adachi, known as uh, Utsu Ishii, and will feature character designs by Final Fantasy's Yoshitaka Amano. Adachi's also writing the script. Yeah. Okay. Making the character designs too, and we we got a snippet of the story. In the distant future, human beings are forced to live Earth, leave Earth, and migrate to another galaxy. An advanced team of of spacecraft arrive at the planet that is to be terraformed. Each member of the team is output 
by a biological 3D printer. So I'm assuming something goes wrong with those 3D printers and makes something absolutely disgusting. Makes sense. Cool poster. Cool poster. And it makes sense then that it's Yoshitaka Amano because it does look a lot like his work. And I love his art style. So that'll be that'll be really cool he could do, to see. He could do anything. Yeah. I mean, it looks that that poster gets me intrigued. That poster, I look at it, it's like this demon, this just gorgeous looking demon character, horrifying looking demon I know. character with these big old claws. And I'm intrigued. Cool. Give it to me. Give it to me. <laughs> uh, but that was our weeb week that was all the news fit to inside your weeby world but joe it may not be everything it may be something else with the topic of the show of karokawa anime producers had a story had an interview this is also coming from anime news network here too that they want isekai your favorite genre to take over the world this comes also from uh Kim Morrissey, uh, Karakawa, which is basically like a, I guess you could see um, a conglomerate. I, I guess you could say that they publish a lot of books that you know originally eventually come out to adaptations and whatnot. Um, so, for example, they've done like ReZero, Overlord, Konosuba, Tanya Saga, uh, Saga of Tanya the Evil, Rise of the Shield Herald. All of these are. Um, isekai and they're hoping to kind of use the success of these properties and kind of make western adaptations for them um and you know with with either through light novels or through manga i mean we probably see they've probably been seeing like how demon slayer has been doing so well so they're like maybe if we tweak stories or maybe greenlit stories or you know take on ones that are a little bit more for western appeal that we can make more money because at the end of the day everyone wants to make more money and uh this is terrible it's true so isekai is terrible taking over the world and the reason why joe <laughs> is i went ahead and i did some research on some let's say classic western titles and as you know, Isekai is known for questionable um, titles for their properties. So I've gone ahead and I got a, like about 10 of them right here. Now, these are not Isekai. Well, most of them are not actually Western Isekai. <laughs> you, you'll, you'll, you'll see why. But I have Steve. I have a, yes, I have a question yes, yes, first. Yes, sir. Because uh, I I also have an isekai related comment uh, event. Yeah, comment. Yes, sure. Because I was on I was on the talk. This might be sacrilegious. Steve. Okay, we might we might offend some people okay. here. But I but 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 it's all in it's all sort of online to isekai in jest. It's all in Reverse jest. Isekai. Well, we've talked before about how how every anime, true. to be fair, is an isekai. So is fate. I was on the TikTok. And I saw, you know, you see those videos where people pose their questions and, and, and it makes you think. And I saw, I was scrolling through TikTok and I, I just happened upon one that said, is the story of Jesus an isekai? Oh. <laughs> is Jesus an isekai, Steve? Born in a, in, in a new world? Transported to another, another world. Another world. But I'd say like he left to, uh, I mean, he, he, 
I mean that that would presuppose that son of God, son of God. But that means he was always in God's domain as his mm. as his self. You're saying that you're saying that the the inception of Jesus was but, through but Mary. Wasn't there was the there, 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 there wasn't Isekai where a someone's transported to a new world as a baby and has the hots exactly yeah. has the hots yeah. for his mom. Yeah. I, I have no yeah. idea what Mary looked like. Maybe she was hot. I don't know, but like that is a, that is a way. Maybe Jesus knew all along that he was going to be special. Well, there you go. There you go. Jesus, Isakai, Joe. I have a few Western titles here. Okay. You have to guess. Okay. These are all. Let me check. These are all. Most of them are are are, are movies. You don't have to guess the exact movie because because it doesn't really oh. matter. Like if it's oh, a property. Oh. But you have to. I have the title, and I'm going to read them out. Okay. I'll start off with something easy. Quote: I killed a demon wizard, and now I stumbled upon an immortal rock. Harry Potter. That is Harry Potter. (laughs) I love these. I am an extraordinary farmer. Or no, I am an ordinary farmer. Now on an old and now an old desert hobo is telling me my father was a knight after giving me his sword. I am an ordinary farmer. Sword and stone, once in future king. I am an ordinary farmer, and now an old desert hobo is telling me my father was a knight after giving me his sword. Old desert hobo, not, not once in future king, no. not King Arthur. No, no. Huh. Desert Hobo. Desert Hobo. Dune? No, oh. telling my father was a knight and gave me yeah. his sword. I don't know. Fate, very classic um, series of movies. Science fiction movies. Knight. <laughs> Desert. Star Wars. Oh, Star Wars. Oh, oh, so, so, God, of course. Yeah, so an ordinary far. I was an ordinary farmer, and now an old desert uh, hobo is telling me my father was a knight after giving me his sword. Uh, <laughs> that's what it would be. That's good. That's a good one. Okay. That's a good one. Good one. Good one. I tried to defy death with science, but I'm afraid the creature I made is too ugly to live with. Question mark. Oh, Frankenstein. Yes, Frankenstein. <laughs> cool uh okay <laughs> ugly to live with. um my peaceful life in the swamp is gone and now i have to rescue the princess swamp or shrek that is shrek, shrek. shrek. that is shrek <laughs> these are i spent way too much time uh this is a great help great. help i stole a loaf of bread to feed my cute sister and now i'm gonna be executed uh, lame that is lame is uh <laughs> There are no gods, monsters, ghosts, or ghouls. But there are talking dogs, and it's normal? They're talking do- Up? No. There are no gods, monsters, or ghosts, or ghouls. But there are talking dogs, and it's normal? Question mark? A lot of Isakai like to have question marks at the end. Right, 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 right. There are no gods, ghosts, or but talking dogs no, are no, normal. But talking dogs are normal. Yeah, talking dogs. This is a. I'm trying, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of like. 
it's, car- it's based on. A, I mean, there are live action movies, but it's based on a cartoon. Yeah, based yeah, on I'm a cartoon. Of like, yeah, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of like Disney movies, Pixar. I movies. have no idea if this. You're on the right like, track. Like secret, Secret Life of Pets. <laughs> like more, more classic, more classic. There are no gods, um, monsters, or ghosts. It's all. It never comes out to be like that. But there are talking dogs, and it's normal. That's, that's where my head just keeps going up. I don't know. It, this is Scooby Doo. Oh, that, that never turns out to be a monster or anything. There's always someone gotcha, in a costume, but yes. there are talking dogs. Yes, and yes. no one seems to question that. Uh okay. I am just the town guard, but with a scholar and a fisherman, I will hunt down the monster. Town guard, scholar, a scholar, and, and a fisherman. I will fisherman. hunt down the monster. With a scholar and a fisherman. I know it always like it always like makes it way too like abstract. Yeah, what you want me? Um, so this is a classic movie. Uh, okay. Steven Spielberg. I'm a t- I'm just the town guard, but with a scholar and a fisherman, I will take down the monster. Steven Spielberg. <laughs> e. T. No, this is this no. is this is Jaws. Oh God! Just the town okay, guard. Okay. That's called. good. Yeah. That makes sense. That's good. That's. I good. have. Uh, I have uh, three more. <laughs> All my friends accidentally stranded me in another world, but now I have to survive until they return. Castaway. Close, but think more space. <laughs> okay. More sci-fi. All my friends stranded. accidentally stranded me in another world, but now I have to survive until they return. Avengers Endgame. No. Oh, damn. Give me a hint. Give me a hint. Give me a hint. Uh, I, I think like Matt I Damon's this in this. One. Oh, the Martian? The Martian, yes. They straight yes. Two more. <laughs> I'm going to say – oh, actually, no, three more. I'm saving my best one for last. I, I, thought I, would, uh, I thought I would surprise my wife for Christmas, but now I have a machine gun. True romance? No, I thought I would surprise my wife on Christmas, but now I have a machine gun. Jingle all the way? <laughs> no. No. Um <laughs> is it a Christmas movie, Joe? Is it a Christmas movie? Oh, okay. no, die hard, yes, die hard, yes. die hard. <laughs> ho ho ho. <laughs> yes. I escaped from uh a World War II bombing to the countryside of my siblings, and now we're trapped in a winter wonderland. With <laughs> now we're trapped in a winter wonderland. Of Chronicles of Narnia. Yes. Lion the Witch and the Lion the yes. Witch and the Wardrobe. That is Isekai. Nice. That, that's what I was getting. Like, that's true. That's true. Especially because, do you know how that series ends? Is that with Jesus the Lion dying? Well, that's that's in Lion the Witch and the Wardrobe. But no, the final final book of. Chronicles of Narnia, the last battle, I believe. Three out of the four kids get to live in Narnia forever because they are all killed in the London tube. <laughs> and so they die they die in the real world, but they get to live forever as kings and queens of Narnia. Thanks, Hitler. <laughs> the, 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 I saved the best for last. Okay. I escaped terrorists with a time machine, but now my 16-year-old mom is in love with me. 
Sharp back. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. That's good. That is a great. That would be a good isekai. That would be. A, I would watch that isekai. Oh God! So this is where I spend my time. <laughs> oh God! But uh, yeah, I'm looking very forward to what isekai. Uh, yeah, that they're gonna bring us. Can't even imagine Katakawa. how we are gonna get this. How Katakawa is gonna bring this to us. We shall see. We we will see. Much like we saw Prisma Ilya this Prisma week. Ilya, our next piece of homework on the Wheel of Fate, our reoccurring segment, where each and every week we watch a random episode of the Fate series and trying to make sense out of this entire overarching plot by washing it out of order because there's no great place to start Fate. And this week... We have Prisma Ilya Season 1, Episode 6. Joe, this is one of the best episodes I've seen. I'm going to say it right there. A blank and end of night. Wow. One of the best ones for Prisma Ilya I have seen. Good fight. fight. It is all fighting. I mean, let me just set up. We have our um, Rin and I forgot the other other girl's name. One with the, the pigtails. Well, the pigtails, the um, Mew? Me- Mew. yeah, um, they are in their magical girl forms. They're fighting against essentially dark saber, and yes. they thought they killed her. They always the whole thing. It's like we've done our ultimate attack. Clearly, no one could ever survive this attack. We're gonna have a lot of mist happening there. Everyone's gonna give high fives, but then no. Oh, she's alive, um, and. <laughs> We, we think at that moment uh, kills our uh, Rin and, and, you know, our other character. And uh, we have Ilya herself, right? Not Miu. Ilya uh, basically goes crazy, whips out the archer car, transforms in the heroic spirit. If you're, under, if you're not uh, familiar with that in Prisma Ilya, you basically have card captor sucker cards, which allow you to transform into the heroic spirit. And it is just, again, a big slog fest of herself fighting uh, Dark Saber, um, breaking off her mask and everything, too, and defeating her in the end. You sound like, Steven, where's the plot? There is no, this is just an all. That's why it's a great episode. It's a great episode. It's it's just all fighting. That's all it is. I mean, how did they get here? Why are they fighting? I have no idea. But I will tell you one thing, Joe. It does break a cardinal rule of anime. Whoa. One cardinal rule. Very beginning. We have Rin. She's she's in her magical girl outfit. And she's got like a, like a, like a, like a, uh. Like a Neko, a cat, you know, like outfit happening, right? I'm not sure if she's transformed into her, like, that's her thing. But she has, like, cat ears. And obviously they're reacting and stuff like that. I'm like, cool, whatever. You've seen cat girls. We all love cat girls. But she doesn't have her long hair covering her ears. So she has two sets of ears. You always have to hide the human ears and make us think, are there actual human ears? We're not supposed to know. But we have, like, her cat ears and then her human ears. And I'm like, what is happening? She grew another set of ears? How does that work? Is her mind overloaded with all those hearing senses? This is the things I ask when I'm watching anime, Joe. And I demand answers. 
But other than that, coming from a, uh, I guess I got to give the episode a nine point five because of that. But wow, uh, <laughs> it's just it's just all, it's just all fighting. Guys, I don't know the context. Why is they fighting Dark Saber? We could watch episode five, but that's not the point. That is not the point. Or what? No, I mean that's how Ilya that's how Ilya got us the first time around. We had a random episode in season three that was like a big old fight. We were like, whoa, this is really really well animated so no the quality of the animation has never been the problem with prisma Ilya. so yeah fun episode great episode episode. nothing i wish i could say more watch it i don't know have a good time i don't know pour some red wine maybe we'll roll episode five let's go i don't know not my not my not my fate so i have every single fate movie well movie i think i may have to update this has there been any new movies that have come out in not yet not yet yeah I know there's a Prisma Ilya movie, another one in the works. Um, and Fate Go. Yeah. Don't forget. Never forget. Never forget. Um, I have every Fate movie spinoff and series in my big old uh, Excel spreadsheet right here. And I've been rolling a random number each and every week for us to tell us. So, without further ado, Wheel of Fate, turn, turn, turn. Please let it not be Last Encore. Number eight, Unlimited Blade Works. Oh, thank God. Nice. Thank God. Nice. Thank God. So let me roll this. We've rolled this six times so far, my friend. So Unlimited Blade Works, that's the series. Now I'm going to the actual episode. There are... Okay, so I have to include episode zero and episode the OVA, so 27, technically. Because OVAs count, everyone. Two. Now, did we actually watch episode two? Let me check. Mm, no, we haven't. The curtain rises, October eighteenth, twenty fourteen. Oh, you, <laughs> you you better get ready, Steve. Oh boy, is this a this is, this, is, a, is this a long episode? Not a long. I'm pretty sure it's a I'm pretty sure it's a forty five minute episode. Hey, that's fine. I'm I'm not one to go. We lo- I like Unlimited Blade Works and Fade Zero because this is where I believe I th- I think the first two are both forty five minutes because I think the first episode you see basically all from Rin's point of view or no oh yeah oh no maybe the first episode you see all from Emiya's point of view and the second episode you see all you see everything that, again but from Rin's point of view okay I love Rin she's pretty high on our wife yeah. watch right now for sure oh yeah for sure there we go. But we're not going to the waifu watch today, Steve. No. We're going to the Best Boy Bulletin. Of course, we have our rotating lists of the waifu watch and the Best Boy Bulletin, where every week one of us brings a character for the other's perusal, and we see where they land in this list here of definitive character rankings. Now, Steve, uh, I'm going to do something we haven't done in a minute, because I kind of want you to guess. I want to see if you can guess this guy. Okay. I haven't done this in a while. Guess this guy. Okay. Give it to me. He is a lean, muscular young man of average height with a slightly tan skin tone, black eyes, and has an abnormal sharp canines. Mm. He's a scar on the scar on the right side of his neck, hidden by his scarf. This man is carefree, or boy, I should say, is carefree and reckless in nature, and despite his consistent brawls with the other members of the group, he is fiercely loyal and a protective friend. He is willing to go down fighting for his friends, regardless of how futile it might seem. Very straightforward mind often tackles issues with a hands-on approach. His solution is to 
to problems often involves violence. Even when disrespected or faced with obvious hostility, he rarely ever reciprocates the feelings and often foregoes grudge holding. But he does, of course, always tackle his problems with his fire magic. Fire magic. Yeah, I felt, I felt like that would be the biggest indicator. And maybe the scarf. <sighs> oh, wait, is it... Is this Natsu? Natsu oh, Dragomir! Okay. It's finally time. It's finally we got, time. Well, I mean, we've already had... Uh, oh, what's her name? Lucy. 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 I was thinking of her last name. Um, on the waifu one. Natsu. Natsu. Here's your Japanese lesson. What does that mean in Japanese, Natsu? I don't know. It means summer. Um, there you go. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. 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 <laughs> there you go. That's the only reason why I remember that. that remember that season. No, he probably he probably just thought it sounded cool. Yeah, sounds like cool. Natsu sounds Natsu. cool. Natsu. It just means summer. There's no meaning to anything in fairy tale. There's no deeper <laughs> anything to anything in fairy tale. Oh, my God. When you said scar, I was thinking like like an actual scar. In can yeah, I'll be honest. I don't know if I've ever seen. I was like, scarf. "Are you thinking of his tattoo?" I'm like, "No." I don't think I've ever seen him take his scarf off. <laughs> Listen, ladies, the scarf stays on while we're in bed having sex. Okay, we're not taking it off. So, I don't know. You know, I, I again, abashed, not liker of fairy tale. How you many know, episodes I, I, I have you seen, sir? I don't know. Two hundred episodes. Two hundred or yeah, something like that. Okay. Something like okay. that. So you're the one. Natsu's like fine. He's fun enough. You know, he's a fun shonen protagonist. You know, he's he's very energetic. You know, he's got the dumb characteristics, but I just feel like he's such a like B tier Naruto or Luffy. You know, he's, he's got all the characteristics of Naruto and Luffy, but he's just not as fleshed out of a character as those two. That I, 200 I episodes, can't. not good enough. I <laughs> no, God, no. No, no, Natsu, uh, the, oh, the only character development you get for Natsu, there's two pieces of character development you get for Natsu. One, that he was in love with a girl from Fairy Tale who died, and then you find out later rough, on in the buddy. show... She actually didn't die. She was actually transported to a parallel dimension that they go to ha later on in the show. Happens all the time. And they bring her back. And Natsu and her never once have a conversation of like, we used to, we like, they like proposed to each other when they were children. Like they, they were like, we're going to get married someday. Which, okay, sure, when you're a child, you do that all the time, whatever. But... Again, they never, he never once acknowledges that his long-lost love that he's thought was dead for the last, like, ten years is back. He never once acknowledges. Were you screaming and then the at the television? It's just like, what is going on? Is she cute, why, at least? why does nothing Oh, she's super cute. Okay. She's super cute. Don't even remember her name, but she's super cute. <laughs> she's the younger sister of Mira Jane and... Elfman. Natsu love interest. Let me look at her. Uh, wait. Like like Liza or something? Wait, he says, is he like Lucy? No, it's supposed to be Lucy. 
No, I mean, there's... Yeah, they're gonna... I don't, I don't buy into the Natsu Lucy ship either. I don't like that either. But then the other piece that you get from Natsu Wolf, like, literally at the very end of the show, you get this random flashback <laughs> that shows that he's the younger brother of Zerif, the main antagonist of the series, and that he was created by Zara he was brought back to life by Zara he was the younger brother who died yep. and then Zara brought him back to life to kill Zara as the only person who could kill Zara he's the book of end e n d ethereus natsu dragneel and it's like that has been hinted at approximately zero times <laughs> In all of fairy tale. We're, that is not that is not hinted at or foreshadowed. Correct me if I'm wrong. Feel free to write in if you think there is. Alex, you got a tattoo. Tell us it. Foreshadow that Natsu was there. It comes out of nowhere. <laughs> so dumb. I'm having such a good time. Are you getting mad? <laughs> like it's so dumb. Here's my hot take. Fairy tale sucks. <laughs> Sorry about it, everybody. Well, that's why it's Sorry getting uh, it. what the 100 year quest. The exact sequel anime. Let's go and and freaking whatever um, fairies end or whatever the hell it's called. What's <laughs> Eden Zero? Eden Zero. Eden Zero. <laughs> anyway, I cannot, in good conscience, put him above Naruto or Goku. No. Or Hinata. God, where is this guy going? I don't know. Like, maybe killer. I was gonna territory? say if you had to be stuck in a is room. Is he better? Than, is he better than Sasuke? Oh no! I mean, I love. Okay, here's the thing. All right, so we're getting to, we're getting to the point where we're getting to the bottom of the best boy list. All right, so Sasuke. Now you're wondering, like, why is Sasuke at the bottom? Because let's say at the end of the day, he's not a good guy. Yeah, he's not a good boy. He's not a good you know, he's not a, boy. He's not a, he's a cool boy. boy. He's, not gonna be, he's a cool yeah. boy. He's an edgelord. He's not going to be there for you, though. No. You know? No. He, Push comes to shove. He's going to throw your body down the gutter and enjoy it, okay? Exactly. But he's a cool boy. He's an edgelord, but he's not a good boy. For sure. Okay? But then, then we, we, got a, we, we, we did put him above Ash Ketchum. <laughs> That's surprising. Yeah, because because Ash is basically vanilla he's ice a, cream. True. Yeah. True. But he is a good boy. <laughs> but then, no, no, this is this is the worst part. Being a good, uh, being a goody two shoes type of like blandness, which is Natsu, essentially. Yeah. Where sure. it's like, listen, if you're gonna be a big good boy, you gotta have some type of endearing moment with you. We love Kuwabari; he's an excellent boy. That's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing is that Natsu is so cookie cutter shonen protagonist that it's just it's like whatever, <laughs> whatever. Well, that is Ash Ketchum territory. That is true. That is true. I have many more fond memories of Ash Ketchum than I do of Natsu Dragon. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Maybe that's just nostalgia remember talking. Remember when Ash Ketchum turned to stone in the tears of the Pokemon brought Of him to course. Life? God. Of course. God. Remember, of you, course. remember did when you, he rescues that Charmander? Oh God. Did you watch when he was in... Um, Obviously, I guess a reoccurring thing, like even Pokemon. I don't care. I'm talking about Pokemon. I'm not talking about Fairy Tale. Okay, this is better use of our time. When we finally get to uh, the Indigo Tournament or whatever, I forgot. Like the, the, mm-hmm. in the fir- in the and you know uh, the Kanto. The end of the first. Yeah, yeah. he makes friends with that guy. I remember. It's like, oh my god, we're getting new episodes, and it's like the end type of thing. 
um yeah. to, that we know you know we don't know how long pokemon's gonna go on i am like running back home i think i was out for errors like i gotta see this episode it just starts off right in the middle of a match and he's just barely hanging on is able to defeat i think ash gets to like the third round or something he gets pretty far yes he doesn't win but like he gets pretty far in there and i was like damn this is great this is when they actually put the budget a little bit higher than normal but uh ash ketchum <sighs> not to you're going under you're going ash under ketchum. but we got hie from you hakusho we got some e- i mean we got some like either terrible people such as konohamaru or we got some not good people <laughs> That's the thing, is that I guess if we're grading on a best boy caliber, Natsu is better than Hiei. But if we're grading on a more memorable character, a more fully fleshed out character, Hiei and Pitu are both much more complex characters than Natsu Dragon. <laughs> um, are we doing this? Are we doing this? Are we putting him under Pitu? I mean, is it, it's... Okay, so I know you don't know Konohamaru. He's sure. an annoying piece of shit from Naruto. Is Natsu annoying? To watch, or is he just boring to watch? Well, it goes back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, okay, I'll say sometimes he's okay, sometimes he's fine, <laughs> sometimes he's, it is endearing, but sometimes it's annoying, and sometimes that he's better than Konohamaru. Okay. <laughs> All right, fine. All right, he is going under P two. It puts him as the new number thirty four. Number thirty is Sasuke from Naruto. Number thirty one is Ash Ketchum from Pokemon. Number thirty two is Hiei from Yu Yu Hakusho. Number thirty three is P two from Hunter Hunter. Number thirty four Natsu or Natsu, just Natsu, uh, from Fairy Tale. Number thirty. Five now is Kanahamaru from Naruto, and number thirty-six is Recon from Sword Art Online. You, Recon. Don't get in Kirito's way. Whew! I'm glad about what we just did, Steve. <laughs> I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. Sorry, everybody. Sorry. Watch One Piece. Now, how how well would Natsu do in a fight, though? When we, we inevitably do our rankings. Oh, good. Oh, good combat abilities for sure. No, no, no lies about that. He knows how to fight for sure. Mm-hmm. But that does bring us to another end of another episode of Weeb Weekly. So, of course, if you'd like to rant about how Natsu was rated too low, or if you want to tell me where it was foreshadowed that Natsu was Zeref's brother, because I don't believe you, you can of course do that by writing into Weeb Weekly Podcast at gmail.com. Steve, where can people find you at? You can find me at Safe Point Cosplay on Instagram and at Safe Cosplay on Twitter. And you can find me at Joe Reese VO on all major social media platforms. And now, of course, we come to Steve's Hot Take, where Steve's going to give you a nice big old hot take. He's got another big old One Piece one for you today. I'm excited to hear it. Are you excited to hear it? So, Steve, without further ado, with zero explanation and zero context, end the show. (laughs) What's your hot take? We are continuing the One Piece hot takes. We're leading up to Sanji and Pudding's wedding. uh, Capone, is it Bege? Bege devises a plan to drive Big Mama mad by ruining the wedding cake in order to spread this chaos and give the Straw Hat cap, the Straw Hat Captain Luffy some breathing room, Begay unleashes an army of Luffy's to distract Big Mom. Is that correct so far, Joe? Yes. But the plan, you know, it's going okay until Big Mom's just like, yo, who's the real Luffy? And like an idiot, he announces his location. 
Luffy, what are you doing? This is your one tactic to get a big bomb. You don't answer the question, where are you, if you have an army of clones. <sighs> you really are that stupid sometimes, Luffy, but we do love you. Thank you and good night. <laughs>